What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another career retrospective. I have returned. It is real. I'm in the flesh. Uh, thank you guys for uh, kind of holding the fort down for me while I was probably on, you know, pretty close to being on my deathbed, but whatever. <laughs> All shadow. All shadow. Uh, I'm still not quite 100%. I'm getting there, but uh, thank you guys again. Thanks, Shadow, for holding the fort down for me last, what, two weeks ago with the Bray Wyatt show. I thought he did a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. uh, Anyways, down to business. Tonight, as you probably already figured out, we are going to be taking on the career of one of the most iconic trailblazers in the history of women's wrestling, Lita. With me, as always, we got Shadow. And joining us, uh, off the top, Ambassador Sammy. And Treyway. Say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what do you think, guys? Do we want to just jump right into this? Well, I'm I'm yes, here for it, man. I mean, there's so I'm much to cover. Definitely. Definitely. I will be getting my pizza, so I will be showing my camera off. <laughs> so you guys will hear me get my pizza, okay? <clears throat> Sammy has X amount of hours before a show to get everything ready, and she does it all during the shows. <clears throat> it is not all oh, I know. You guys, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm stressed out. Leave me alone. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hangry. Hey, Sammy's a little hangry, y'all. It's okay. Shit happens. Not me when I'm hangry. <laughs> Shit's going to happen after she eats that pizza. Mm -hmm. Especially oh, from Papa oh. John's, man. All right. It, Anyways. It's just stuffed crust. It's so good. Are you kidding me? Mm. Yeah, it's good, but okay. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. Papa John's is that. There isn't a Papa John's within 50 miles of me, so. Anyways. <laughs> One of my uh, one of my favorite things to do with this is when I actually do the research and find out things that I never knew before. Um, Lita, obviously her real name, Amy Dumas. She's from Fort Lauderdale. She apparently went to so many schools growing up between Florida and Georgia that she lost count. Um, she actually graduated six months early from high school somewhere near Atlanta. Uh, she developed an interest in wrestling while watching Rey Mysterio perform on WCW. So she actually traveled to Mexico to learn professional wrestling under luchadors um, and trained, <laughs> paid for her training by working as an exotic dancer. I'm sure no one's surprised at that. Uh, in a nightclub, her, her stage name was Misty. <laughs> uh, she ended up working in a bunch of indie promotions for the next couple of years before she made her way to NWA Mid-Atlantic, where she met Matt and Jeff Hardy, who offered to train with her. Uh, she eventually caught the attention of a certain promoter, Paul Heyman, who decided to bring her to ECW, where she performed as a valet, on-screen love interest of someone named Danny Doring. I didn't do too much research into who the fuck Danny Doring was. Does anyone here know who the fuck? Look at the pizza. Does anyone know who Danny <laughs> Doring is? I think, uh, I think I, Danny I Doring was Dory a wrestler. Is, was he irrelevant? He was a wrestler, I believe. Well, yeah, he, he wrestled for ECW, but like... I I didn't I have no idea who he was. How do you how do you become a jobber in ECW though? Ask just incredible. <laughs> Fair. Anyways, <clears throat> excuse me. On a random episode of Heat Wave in July of 1999, Danny Doring actually proposed to Lita using a condom as the ring. I have not seen this video. I would love to find this video. I didn't have time to look for it, but I really want to see it. Um, I'm, yeah, sure there's I'm sure there's footage of it, uh, footage of it somewhere. Uh, before we tack on to the next part of Lita, 
Sean, welcome in. Say hi to everybody. Hey, welcome in. Just coming from Sin City Alpha yep. Wolf himself. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, long I mean, time. Let me give it a second. I think another person is going to join in a second too. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Is it Sammy and her pizza? All right. <laughs> it, 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 it's a, Might it, as well it's be a delivery guy. guy. For real. Delivery hey, guy. Trey, how do you like that logo right there? <laughs> oh, what? Oh, the Raiders one? <laughs> yeah god it's all it's all fun and games until jimmy garoppolo throws three more interceptions but anyways yeah <laughs> hell yeah welcome in the raiders from rivet city thank you guys <clears throat> speaking <me>. of raiders <laughs> hell yeah perfect timing all right uh so rob van dam actually developed an interest with lita um as a performer decided to introduce introduce her to dory funk jr Dory Funk Jr. then invited her to train at his pro wrestling school. Um, she was the only woman in a class of 24 students. There were 23 men. She was the only woman in that in that class. Uh, Funk was actually so impressed with her performance and the way she trained and the the, the the strides that she made. She actually sent he actually sent footage of Lita training to the WWF. Um, they were also very impressed with her and immediately jumped to sign her away from ECW. So she actually debuted in WWF while she was still under contract with ECW. Uh, she debuted on WWE as a member of the Godfather's Ho Train in July of 1999. Again, a footage footage I need to find <laughs> for research. I've purposes. seen that footage. It's good. <laughs> Is it good footage? Yeah. I, I'm going to need it for research purposes. It's nothing nasty, um, but it's good. <laughs> Uh, Lita was then paired with luchador wrestler Essa Rios. Essa Rios. Rios. Is that how you say that? I don't I know who that, that is. He he was ahead of his time, kind of. He was. I mean, so he was, yeah. I would compare him like of a Santos Escobar now. So like, like a that. good wrestler with no charisma. Got it. Pretty <laughs> much. I mean, a good luchador wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Um. A short partnership between the two of them ended when Rios decided to powerbomb Lita after she inadvertently inadvertently cost him a match, leading to her being saaved by none other than the Hardy Boys. Like an that SAU is that where her career skyrocketed. Pat. <laughs> that is where her career skyrocketed. Um, she became uh, the valet for the Hardys. Uh, she developed a much more alternative on-screen persona. She started wearing the baggy cargo pants um, with the, uh, you know, the good old whale tail popping out of it. <clears throat> I mean, being like nine, eight years old and seeing that, man, I I, I probably got a, you know, a little chub, you know. It <laughs> <laughs> was, was an awakening for so, much, so many of us. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, we got a video. Oh. All right, everybody. Looks we never like have sound with these, so pardon for the interruption. That's all right. That looks like this is Lita's debut as a member of the Flow Train. Oh, damn. Okay. The Godfather, the big fun loving guy. Yeah, light it up for the Godfather. Well, they did light it up for the Godfather one time. He's about 6'8, over 300 pounds. Former Intercontinental Champion. And one of the uh, most fun loving guys in the WWF. That is, she looks like he doesn't great. like the way she has to walk. <laughs> I mean, her she looks like a she looks like a GTA character. 
mean, there she had an ass. Yeah, she looked like a great tits and ass character. You're right. All right. Um, <laughs> Jesus anyways. Christ. She would have been great in TNA, too. Oh, God, I love that. Yes, she would have. All right. Um, she was a very – Lita was a very key member in the Hardys' uh, long-time feuds with both Edge and Christian and the Dudley boys, taking a whole <laughs> bunch of bumps. Um, cutting promos with the Hardys, being involved with pretty much all, all of the matches that those three teams had with each other at some point. Um, she also developed rivalries on her own in the women's division with people like Stacey Keebler, Molly Holly, Tori Wilson, and Ivory. I will get to the other one later. In 2002... Didn't, uh, well, didn't, she, didn't she rival China for a short time, too? Who? China. Yes, she did. I feel like they rivaled for a very short time. Very, very short period of time. She actually got a pinfall victory over China. Um, took a nasty chair shot from Stone Cold. Bro, who hasn't? That's <laughs> not the nastiest thing she's taken, though. Yeah, we all remember the live celebration with Edge. <laughs> all right. Um, <clears throat> uh, in late 2000, or early 2002, sorry, she was filming a scene for her guest spot in a TV show called Dark, Dark Angel. Uh, Lita broke her neck. The uh, stunt double dropped her on her neck, broke her neck in three places, required surgery. After that, she was actually used as a color commentator for her during her recovery, which lasted about 17 months. Um, lucky she was ever even able to come back. Uh, she finally returned to the ring in September of 2003, saving Trish Stratus from a beatdown by Gail Kim and Molly Holly. Gail Kim. Shortly after, an on-screen marriage to Kane ended with Lita attempting to marry Edge on screen. A wedding that was crashed by Kane himself. What's that? It wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. That's Snitsky. I know, but it's that storyline. It was, yeah. The fuck, yeah, fucking Snitsky, man. You know, <laughs> I got a story about Snitsky that's really weird, but I'll let, it's your show and I'll tell you after. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so, Shadow after this baby. whole story, and she began this on-screen partnership with Edge, reality really started to blend into storyline. An on-screen, well, Matt Hardy, sorry, uh, Matt Hardy, who was still Lita's real-life love interest at this point, revealed on his blog that Edge and Lita were having a very real affair behind his back. Because of the blog post, WWE decided to fire Matt Hardy. Uh, only to bring him back months later to capitalize on the heat that this feud would get. Edge turned heel. Lita turned heel. Matt Hardy came to have this feud, and it was one of the best feuds of the entire Ruthless Aggression era. You cannot argue me on that. It's top five, 100%. I remember <laughs> during that story, I know I don't know if you have it in there or not, but I, I don't think you would. It's a little, menis- little random fact. But Lita, I think it was doing a, one of those call-in shows with WWE at the time, and Matt Hardy actually called in, and it got very fucking real really quickly. He was asking her a bunch of personal questions, and she was just like, and she gave him straight answers towards the end after being pestered enough about it. And it was very real at that time. Damn. It was bite this. That was the show. You'd have to imagine that it would be really, really difficult for all of them involved to actually maintain professional attitude during that feud. 
Because, like, that's big. Edge and Lee, or Matt Hardy and Lita were together for a long time. They were together for, like, four or five years at that point. Yeah. Right. And, let's not, and let's not forget there was a lot of heat backstage, too. Oh, yeah. A lot of heat. Oh, yeah. Um, they After a while, Lita kind of – I mean, Lita was still mainly used as a manager at this point. She really didn't get in the ring much. Um, after she – What's that? I said just in the beds. <laughs> After her long partnership with Edge, Lita feuded with Mickey James uh, and lost the women's title to Mickey James in what was billed as Lita's retirement match at Survivor Series in 2006. Throughout the years, Lita continued to make sporadic appearances. Uh, she was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2014 by Trish Stratus. She eventually returned to the ring in 2022 at the Royal Rumble, came back again the next year, for an extended run that culminated in her winning the women's tag team titles alongside Becky Lynch. Now you're probably wondering, I have, or you're probably thinking I have left out a very, very, very crucial part of Lita's career. You cannot mention the career of Lita without also mentioning the never ending story between her and Trish Stratus. So I put that as a whole different fucking section. So I think we're, does anyone have anything to say about this before we dive into Lita versus Trish? Um, yeah, welcome in, Jack. Nice to have One second, Jack. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Jack, I didn't even see you. <laughs> Man, bro. So pale, I thought someone just turned a light on down there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Shadow? No, I just wanted to welcome, welcome in Jax. Oh, okay. Trey. <laughs> Um, there was actually one storyline I, I probably missed, but uh, there was actually one storyline where uh, uh, back in uh, the Attitude Era when Dean Malenko was uh, stalking uh, Lita at one time. Dean uh, Malenko? Her in the uh, shower? Yeah. Her winning dress or something? Yeah. <laughs> Dean Malenko, another, another one of those like technically sound wrestlers who was great in the ring, but just no charisma whatsoever. It's the black yeah. hole. <laughs> but anyways I even make a joke about that anyways the rivalry between Lita and Trish first started off when Lita was managing Team Extreme Matt and Jeff Hardy and Trish was managing Test and Albert otherwise known as TNA <laughs> uh, Trish and Lita would come to define that entire era for women's wrestling and it laid the foundation for women's wrestling to take the massive leaps that it did in the not too far away future uh, and become what it is now. If it weren't for those two women, women's wrestling would not be where it's at right now. I don't believe it would be. Trish was the egotistical cocky heel. Uh, Lita was one of the most popular baby faces in the company at the time. Uh, every time Trish or every time Lita would have some kind of women's championship match, Trish would somehow cost her the championship. Um, there was the very brief alliance between the two of them in 2003. Uh, after Lita came back from her injury. But the rivalry picked right back up in 2004. Uh, Trish constantly began taunting Lita for her situation with Kane and even appeared on screen at the wedding, claiming to be a bridesmaid and uh, prompting Lita to attack her. They booked a match for the two of them at Survivor Series that year. Uh, the two never, the match never really truly happened. Uh, the ref disqualified Lita for just beating the absolute piss out of Trish Stratus without stopping. <laughs> uh, then finally, history was made. December 6, 2004, Lita versus Trish 
became the very first women's match to ever main event Monday Night Raw. And Lita finally got one up on Trish Stratus and defeated her for the women's championship that night. A couple years later, they rekindled their rivalry once again with Lita as the hated heel and Trish as the beloved babyface, which was something that they hadn't seen at that point. They hadn't seen that, uh, that dynamic between the two of them. Trish's retirement match was actually ended up being her winning the women's title from Lita. I think it was unforgiven, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but the, honestly, the, to the two women, their careers are forever tied together between them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, does anyone have anything to say about Lita and Trish before we move on? I have to agree with you what you said. Without this match and without their rivalry, we I don't think women's matches would eventually been headlining WrestleManias and headlining <laughs> numerous weekly shows that we see nowadays across both brands. Them two women, to me, single-handedly laid the foundation for a women's oh, division because yeah. they were going out there. Even Lita herself was going out there doing stuff. Some of the guys weren't doing the TLC matches uh-huh. and things. Really, if you had to describe it in one word, innovator. And without that feud, nah, you don't have women's wrestling like you do today. Yep. Uh, Lita was the very – it's funny that you say that. Lita was the very first woman to ever take a bump during a ladders match, mm-hmm. a ladder match. At least in WWE. I don't know if it happened anywhere else, but in WWE, she was the first one to take a bump with a ladder or table or chair in one of those matches. Excuse me. Um, As far as her accomplishments go, they don't really speak to how much of an impact she truly had. Um, She was part of the first ever women's main event on Raw, like I said. A four-time women's champion, one-time women's tag champion with Becky Lynch earlier this year. Uh, She was actually honored in PWI as being a key piece of the feud of the year in 2005. That was with Matt Hardy and Edge. Um, And then WWE Hall of Fame Class of 2014, everyone knows that one too. Um, So Lita, okay, bye. Um, Lita, one of the trailblazers of the women's revolution that we saw in the early uh, early 2010s and now. Um, Without Lita, especially because Lita was so – she was almost the original anti-diva, you know what I mean? Because she didn't go out there dressed in, excuse me, pink, you know, bikinis and stuff like that. She wasn't out there. I mean, sure, she was advertising, whatever. But, like, she had this very different style to her that was so contrasting with the rest of the women's division. Um, And, honestly, probably one of the most, if not the most important woman of the entire 21st century in in professional wrestling, along with Trish Stratus. So this, welcome back, Shadow. This is where we uh, kind of get back into the roundtable discussion. This is where we kind of go off into our own little tangents. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, we're going to criticize and praise Lita. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but anyways, if we were to take Lita's in-ring skills, rate them on a scale of 1 to 10, Shadow, why don't you start us off? Um, her, her in-ring skills. Well, like, like Jack said, alluded to, she's innovative. So, doing the shit she was doing at the time she was doing, I'm not counting her. I, I still want to say it's current because we still haven't finished up the storyline if she's actually coming back or not. Uh, <laughs> so, in her past, I would give her at least an eight out of ten just based on what she was doing at the time when she was doing it. 
Okay. Sean? Um, I have to agree with Shadow. Uh, she's slowed, obviously slowed down a lot more currently, um, obviously, because she's older and doesn't. she knows her, her bum card. Um, so I'm going to give her an 8.5 out of, out of 10. I'm going to give her that because um, she's still, like Jax and Shadow alluded to, innovative. Oh, yeah. Sammy? Um, I know back that's not I used to watch it back then. Um, so yeah, I took some notes down. Uh, we're doing in ring, right? In ring, yes. In ring, yeah, okay. Um, I'm gonna give her like a six and a half, to be honest with you. Like, all she had really, what, which was good, was the high fly, the high flying moves. That she, that's it, you know, she got hurt a lot. She was botchy. I know people don't <laughs> like that word, but she botched a lot of moves. But I did, I still liked her, but. I don't think her in-ring ability wasn't the greatest. But okay. If you had. Okay. Jax. I give her a solid eight, but I've also seen a lot of her Mexico stuff too. Oh so, yeah. I need to. I would need to see more of her exotic dancing to bump up the numbers. But. Trey. <laughs> 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 Um, I would give her an eight. Like we talk about her luchador style, you know, watching Rey Mysterio and learning that craft. Because then, you know, for a one, you know, innovative because you you know you didn't see the women like that, you know, flying around like that doing moonsaults. And, and of course, she had to slow it down because you know after she injured her neck and whatnot. But I I I definitely give her a I definitely give her an eight. Oh yeah, can I time out, Sammy? <laughs> no, you cannot. Um, so I think for the generation that she was in, I think she was the best in-ring worker of the females. I think obviously the, the athletes, the women, the superstars we have now are leaps and bounds better than pretty much all of those women back then, as far as in-ring capacity goes. I think if you put a mid twenties, early thirties Lita, like she was in the late 90s and early 2000s i think if you take prime lita and put her in this division she's and learn with those women and train with those women she'd be tearing the house down every single time she stepped in the ring i think that's where she would be i i think she had that potential and that ability but unfortunately you can only be as good as you know the rest of the roster allows you to be um so being that being said i do give her an eight also uh, because she was doing things that women were not doing back then. Uh, she was doing things that changed the game. Um, and yeah, I, I solid eight for sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so that will take us over to Lita's babyface work. This was kind of where she excelled, honestly. This, I mean, she was always the fiery babyface. Um, Shadow, what do you think, man? I don't know. I didn't like her. Like, I know she was good at the babyface role, but I wasn't a big fan of the babyface stuff. With a lot of superstars, it just, yeah, they work well as babyfaces, sure. But you see their true abilities as heels. And for me, her babyface work is a five. Fair enough. Sean, what do you think? Um,. You, you see, I'm agreeing a lot with Shadow this week. Um, for me, I, I was always the Trish Stratus guy. Like, I was always Trish Stratus fan over Lita. 
Um, but I but I didn't really start becoming a fan of Lita till her heel work with Edge. Um, so I'll give her baby face work about a six out of ten. Because she's to me, she's always just in the shadow of Matt and Jeff Hardy, you know. So I feel that. <clears throat> Sammy, what do you think? Jesus Christ, Will. Sean picks the blonde white woman. Oh, <laughs> damn. That's why you like Sammy. Might as well call him the Aryan Wolf, Sean. Oh my God, no. Areola oh, Wolf. Jesus Christ. Sammy, you're muted. I blame Will. <laughs> um, I like her baby face. She was good. Like, I mean, we might not like it, but her, I'm gonna rate her a nine because she was a good baby face. Also, I feel like she was. Um, what was it like when she was? You know what? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, she was most. Yeah, she was most of her face, and then she was good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so nine. I'm sorry. I'm good. And real quick, we're going to slide it over to Sexual Chocolate. Welcome in here, Cam. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. I, you look like a skinny Mark Henry right now, all right, with the beard and the. <laughs> no, he's made young. Hey, you know what? And Henry's you, you baby. Get, you get style points for that one. I've never heard hey, that one. Before. Mark Henry has a, had a gorgeous beard back in the day. He did. I'll give Cam, I'll give Cam a hand. Cam, <laughs> tell us about Lita's baby face work. <laughs> um, I, I think she did pretty good uh, baby face work uh, early on. Um, obviously, I, I kind of agree with what Sean was saying earlier. You know, she was kind of like the third wheel of Team Extreme. Um, but I, I think she was kind of the glue of that group, though, because she kind of just... Like, yes, Willie did. Right together. And um, so... <laughs> I don't know. Listen, uh, Trey, I, you're going to need both hands, buddy. I would say... I would say uh, her baby face work is probably probably a six and a half, I'd say. Fair enough. Jax, we'll throw it over to you. I can see that, about six, six and a half. I just... They've covered all the points. She fell kind of in the shadows. I don't mm-hmm. think it was until her heel work she kind of really stepped out because she was always either someone's third or someone's second. Never really a chance to shine on her own. Right. <coughs> Trey? Uh, to clarify my joke, when he said he was Mark Henry and I heard May Young, I said about, I'll give him a hand. That was the joke. It Do- but- doesn't matter. It's been clipped of you offering him a hand. You say, so good luck. No, no, no. That was, just, that was, I was supposed to make a joke out of that. But no, with her... Baby face work, I give her a a seven. I mean, yeah, she had you know, she was on the, the shadows of, of Trish, but I look at this baby face, this female who doesn't look like all the females that were blonde or brunette and the dressed. ones that Sean liked. Yeah. Like if I had like I mean, she was tatted. I mean, you didn't you hardly you hardly you didn't see much tatted females back in the day. She did have some wonderful tats, you're right. <laughs> and so it, it was. T- she was, she was like that. Like, and she had, she likes punk, like um, different type of music <laughs> and stuff and whatnot. And so I give her, you know, everyone wanted to root for her because it's like she wasn't no, she wasn't no Trish, she wasn't no ordinary blonde, 
you know, or brunette, you know. How dare you? Trisha's not an ordinary blonde. <laughs> no, she's Canadian. So it just makes her better. <laughs> Canadian with two Ds. All right, continue, Trey. But that, what I was saying is, no. I always think with Lita, she yeah, with her, her baby face, I give her a seven. <clears throat> That's a little generous, but um, <clears throat> uh, I think Lita's best baby face work always came when she was uh, always. <laughs> always came, huh? <laughs> but, did you ask Ginger? Did Ginger answer his? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did. Oh, I didn't miss him. Like I <clears throat> Jesus um, Christ, Sammy. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sammy, this is an MEP. You know, we, we know how to navigate our hosts. <laughs> you <shared. laughs> right. So I think that Lita's best baby face work was always when she was with somebody uh, alongside the Hardys, alongside Becky Lynch earlier this year. It's easy to root for somebody when they're paired up with the most popular acts in the company. And that's not to discredit Lita whatsoever because she was a good baby face. But when she was on her own, it just always felt like there was something missing. So with that, I give her a five. Um, but as a heel, I think that's where things get kind of different. Shadow? Oh, I give her a her 10 the- because she's just a certified badass when she's a heel, man. Like She is just all out. Balls right. to the walls. I, oh, I just yeah. love it. You know, she was, I think that was her true authentic self coming out. You know, she blended a lot of her real life with her professional life and it just mixed so well. She did it so well. I would say she handled it with grace, but again, that whole Matt Hardy thing that isn't graceful. So she navigated the waters in a very treacherous time and it turned out well for all three of them. So oh, yeah. kudos to her, kudos to them three, but her as oh, an yeah. individual. She came out of it wearing that scarlet A and just fucking rocked it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely um, helped all three of them. Edge became WWE champion. Lita was a women's champion again. And Matt Hardy won the ECW title and then got fired. Um, yeah, but he had Sean. a, he had a better, better, better career is what I'm saying. It wasn't going anywhere at that point. Yeah. Sean. Um, as, <clears throat> most, as professionally as I could say this, I became a fan of Evlita during her heel work, especially when, especially when she was backstage with Matt Hardy as a heel, and she re- revealed her new set. Damn her! Adventures on their tits. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I was a I was a fucking puberty written. Almost teenager. What do you want from me? All right. <laughs> so, in other words, Sean jerked off for the last sex celebration. Anyways, anyways, uh, but all, all in all, in seriousness, her heel work was a lot better, and I give it about a, a eight point five out of ten. Um, she really helped Edge as a performer grow as well and get him to that main event level, along along with her. Going into the stratosphere, no pun intended, but yeah, uh, 8.5. <laughs> okay, Sammy, oh, great, come back to me. Okay, go to uh, come back to me the next person. Cam. I, I might be changing my answer now. Cam. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say that you know, her heel work was great. Uh, I, I won't say it was fantastic, uh, playing off what 
Shadow said, you know, about the whole Edge and Matt thing, you know, that was not necessarily the greatest thing in the world. The feud was great. And the role that she played in it was great for, you know, for TV purposes or whatever. Uh, During her heel run, obviously, couldn't stand her back then. But you look back on it now and it's like, it was great. It was great heel work from her. So I'm going to say for me, I'm going to give her heel work probably an eight, an eight and a half. Um, it was pretty good, and it, it, it like I said, it overshadowed her babyface run easily. So definitely some of our best. Oh yeah, Ginger. I give it a, a solid eight. I think it was some of her best work she's ever did. Oh, and yeah. when she won the title for the the second time or the third time as a heel with Edge being the world champion at the time mm-hmm. was just perfect storytelling. <laughs> it was almost a power couple no one wanted to acknowledge. Yep. Uh, because of both, all the Matt Hardy shit. Oh, yeah. And both who uh, had gotten career-threatening injuries to their necks. Yeah. I don't know if that's – that. that's just a coincidence, I'm sure, but, like, also interesting to think about. Sammy, are you ready? Yeah. Um, I thought about me giving it a solid eight, too. Like, he was a good deal. Um, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. the sexy side of her when she was healed, you know? Oh, man. No one did tasteful yeah. side boob like Lita. Nobody. Exactly. Nobody did tasteful side boob like Lita. All right. I don't know how you can see a nipple. <laughs> the it it happened hour. many times. <laughs> During that live sex celebration, it happened. It, oh, yeah. It, 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 it in backstage <laughs> segments all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Trey, what you got for us? Well, in the words of Jim Ross, what he would call her as Jezebel. Je- uh, you Jezebel, you know, you know, <clears throat> I would give her, I give her eight point five because I mean, she left being in the shadows with with, with the Hardys. Um, she, you know, she had that horrible storyline about being pregnant with Kane's baby. It was just they had nothing, they had nothing for her, and then finally she got to show who, like, she could play this heel personally, like it. it it was frowned upon, but hey, she she said, "Screw it, we're just gonna go go with it, literally and figuratively." <laughs> um, uh, but she, um, I think she was able to show more of her mic skills because I think when she, when she was a baby face before, her mic skills weren't as good. I mean, I know we're gonna go on that later, but I think when uh, when she turned heel, man, it was just like that sleazy. You know what? Can't believe she did this to you know to Mad and. And whatnot. So I give her an 8.5. Oh, yeah. I think uh, maybe I'm a little bit generous too, but I think that she was very crucial in helping build not only Edge, but John Cena. I think Lita and John Cena had a really, really good chemistry together on screen and they played off of each other really well. And I think she was very, like, underappreciatedly important in John Cena's babyface rise. Um, obviously, her and Edge together was the most hated thing you could ever fucking see. On Like, I fucking hated Edge as a kid. I fucking hated him. There's not many heels that I can look back and be like, I actually fucking hated you. Edge is one of them. Maybe one of two or three. I've he always was, loved Edge. Always. Oh, he was no so what. good at thinking you hate him. Uh, but I was also like, I was 10 years old, 11 years old when he was in... in Big heel run. So I just like, call it hometown biased. Why I love him, to be fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and you always knew that Lita was going to be 
doing something to cost John Cena the match, or he was gonna do she was gonna do something to like piss you off, and and she was just she was really good at those little things, um, and she got to develop her mic skills really well, and I think as a heel she knocked it out of the fucking ballpark. I give it a nine, easy. Um, maybe I'm being generous, but you know it is what it is. Um, so let's talk about her mic work, Shadow. I give that a solid seven. I really don't have much to go on. But when she delivered a promo, it was at least like it didn't make you feel a certain way, but it also didn't make you hate it. So I think seven is being generous on the side of things, but I say a seven. Fair enough. Sean? This is Mike Skills, right? <clears throat> yep. Okay. Uh, her Mike Skills, I'm going to give her a five. She wasn't really that good on the mic, but. You know. Okay, Sammy. All right. Her mic skills. She just wasn't that good. The only time she was actually pretty good was when she was with Edge, but even though it was still a little rough with him, and at least she was able to bounce. Yeah, off she was. Him. You know. <laughs> uh, um, so I'm gonna give her mic skills a freaking four. I'm sorry, but they weren't the greatest. They didn't keep me entertained like some other people do. Fair enough. Cam? Um, well, when she was a babyface, um, there wasn't really a whole lot there. Uh, she didn't really talk too much. Uh, when, but as a heel, it was just kind of like, you know, they just kind of like, you know, ripped the Band-Aid off and just kind of give her, you know, gave her more mic time. So uh, I'll say it, it drastically improved. Um, it was okay for what it was, I guess. Uh, I, I think they were kind of trying to put her on, on the same level of Mike skills that Trish had back then. So um, uh, I'll say, I'll, I'll give her a six. I'll say a six on the mic. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's throw it over to Jax. I really gave two shits about Lita's mic skills. <laughs> like her mic skills to me were the most boring part about her whole career. Like I, it's a three. Three. Like I, Ooh, harsh. I, I, I mean, like ninja, okay? she, <laughs> she, she did not need a mic to do work. She needed no. To be okay. fair, no one was pretend, listening to her when she was talking. Yeah, no one really. They were, they were looking at other things. <laughs> yeah, her, uh, her tats, her assets. Yeah, yeah, her yeah assets. Uh, Trey. Well, when it comes to her baby face run, um. I think her mic skills was slightly better than slightly better than Ronda Rousey. And that's that's a compliment. Um, uh, I, I think uh, with her, I give her a four. It's just you got to think about it when when she didn't really when she was a babyface, she didn't speak as much because she had the Hardys talking for her, and honestly, she didn't really have to talk much because she had well, she had her assets and she had. Yeah. She had her moves, you know, her, her the moves that she would jump around, move salts and whatnot. And uh, when, her, like I said, when she became a heel, it slightly got better. But then again, she would talk, but she had mostly Edge talking for her too. Right. And so it's just like, I, I, I gave her a, I gave her a four on it. You know, Edge, Edge was one of the best on the mic too. So like, she really didn't have to talk. Um, I also would throw probably like three and a half, maybe a four on a good day. Her mic skills were never her asset. Um, but 
her mic skills were never what drew people to her. It was her her uh, in-ring work, her presentation, we'll leave it at that, and uh, the people that she was associated with. Um, Trish Stratus, Edge, the Hardys, you know. So it was her promo. I couldn't tell you an iconic promo that Lita ever cut because I don't – there isn't one. And, you know, that's okay. Not everyone can be Paul Heyman on a microphone. That's okay. She had a great legacy without it. Um, so, yeah, three and a half, four. So – Shadow, I'll throw it over to you. We'll talk about her overall body of work. Before we do that, I want to take a quick 30 seconds and run an ad for our merch. <laughs> want to help support Off the Top Media? Check out our merch shop. You can grab yourself a t-shirt, a teddy bear, a hat, a mug, or a bag. We have something for everyone. Head over and get yours today. Now, her overall hey. body of work, man, I, her body of work, mm. but uh, her wrestling body of work, <laughs> um, All right. like I said, given what she was, the innovation that she had done with the TLC matches and being involved in different spots and literally doing what most women <clears throat> didn't, I'm not again. I'm not judging based off her current run because it's, it's just sloppy legends work. But given what she did in her prime, I would say seven point five. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, Sean, we'll throw it over to you. Her overall, I'm gonna have to give her. Um, we'll give her an eight overall, just because her in her prime, she was doing things that. Other women weren't doing at the time. She was, she was going above and beyond. So, I give her an eight out of ten. Fair enough, Mikey down there with the six point five. Harsh. All right, Sammy. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to go with Shadow and get give her a seven point five. You know, she's yeah, lucky that she all worked with Ed. Made her, made her, made her, made her, made her low cut shirt and side boob, you know? Well, she was decent low cut shirt. She's side boob. You are echoing out of the motherfucker, Sammy. Echo, echo. Motherfucker. Side boob. Side boob. No, it's not Sammy. Anyone here? It is not Sammy. Bitch, you're trying to it's Trey. That is my and he got... too, though, to be honest. Who left? It was Trey. It was Trey. Oh, Trey. He's so grounded. Trey. All right. <laughs> anyway, Sammy Two Belts, you were saying a 7.5? Yes, sir. After it gets really thirsty. All right, I'm back. All right. Um, Trey, we'll throw it. Oh, yeah. oh, wait, no, we're going to throw it to Cam. There we go. <laughs> um... I'm going to say uh, solid seven overall body of work. Fair enough. Jax? I'm going to have to go with the with the man who I'm going to openly mouth kiss one day, Cam, and say a solid seven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he wants that the sexual chance. chocolate. He doesn't know that he really – his life hasn't started until then. Hey, with your beard's <laughs> intertwined, it'll look like a tiger. 
Trey. <laughs> mine would be. <laughs> my, mine would be six point five. Reason being, is because <clears throat> as, as a fan point, when it comes to the women, everyone had their Trish. You were the Trish Stratus fan or your Alita fan. Well, I was the one that was in the middle, and I was a freaking Victoria fan, and she's gonna be my babe till 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 this day. So I was always a big Victoria fan. I always thought she got lost in the shuffle. But um, but yeah, I give her a six point five. It's just, I mean, she, her body at work, but um, I think it's just she could have done more later on in her career. But you know, such an unfortunate when it came to her. To her, to her injury on her neck, and she couldn't really, you know, do as much. Uh, we couldn't really see much of her, just like you know what happened with like Stone Cold and whatnot. So I give her, I give her six point five. Fair enough. I I think she gets a little bit of bonus points for me because of the legacy that she has and the um, the impact that she left on the women's division. And for that, I would say a seven and a half. Um, I don't believe she's in the greatest of all time talks. I don't believe she's in the, you know, top, top of the top of the tier, you know, or the top tier. I don't think she's that high. But I would put her in the greatest of all time era of ruthless aggression, but that's about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think she is vital and extremely important to the growth of the women's division. And she was very much a necessary piece of the women's revolution. She laid that foundation with Trish Stratus. They, they ran. So they ran. So the women's division today could fucking sprint. All right. I don't know if there's a better way to word that, but <laughs> that wasn't so, a metaphor, but I appreciate the effort. Close enough. I, I mean, I tried to change it up a bit because, you know, they walked so the other ones could run, whatever. Um, we're going to jump over to the favorite, what what you think your favorite moment was from her career, and it can't be the sex celebration. Oh, damn. <laughs> everyone so, is like, oh, fuck, next question. There goes everyone's everyone. Off right now. Good, good talking to you guys. Bye. I, I, have, I, have, I have two, and it's not really a match thing. One is when she took those bumps in the TLC when Rhino and Spike were thrown in there. But that was mm-hmm. so fucking cool to see that happen. And my second one is when she slapped the shit out of John Cena's dad. Oh, yeah. That one was good. But those are my two moments. Sean? I'm going to have to go her storyline with Kane. And then... Um... I hate you. <laughs> oh, me too. That was mine, also, you motherfucker. And then um, when I got to see her again live at WrestleMania this year, because uh, <coughs> her and her we, Trish and <coughs> Becky together, we got we got to stop voting Sean to come on these shows because he's met everybody. So I know he wasn't even in here. Who invited him in first place? <laughs> Who invited this guy? <laughs> I'm sorry, I met Lena twice. I'm sorry. Oh, hi, I'm Sean. I get to meet every freaking diva, goddamn it. <laughs> Not just divas. I'm dying. Sammy, <laughs> turn that on. Well, you know what? It's gonna be the moment that you cheated on that hard. There you go. 
What? I'm just kidding. I was going to be the clean one too, but oh. he said it. So I'm saying when she, when she left Matt, I went to the edge of real man. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Have you seen Rebby Hardy? I'm kidding. I'm I've seen Oh, his wife is so beautiful. Oh, my God. I'm Ken, what do you mine's, think? Mine's the key one. Um, so I, I have two. Um, one, I think, was the storyline with Dean Malenko, just because she used to smack around Dean Malenko like a little bitch boy. <laughs> that was hilarious. Cool. And then the second is probably this one's a little gruesome, but and the second <laughs> one was when she did break her neck because that injury is like iconic with the storyline with her and Trish, and it was just it was just nasty. And I think that was like. One of the well, you know, one of the first like real like serious injuries we saw with like women's wrestling. So, yeah, it it, it improved her character. It, it really it, just, you know, it made her it made her better when she came back. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Jax, what do you think? I have to say, when her and Trish main evented, um, for me it'd be when they main evented Raw mm-hmm. to see that like to be watching live and go, oh shit, this is somewhat of history. Like this is gonna like. Not knowing at the time that that one match would fucking outline the rest of the women's division for the for the future, but I always thought that was cool to watch two women main event a Monday Night Raw. Hell yeah, it was. Trey, what do you think? Uh, well, I got two. We talk about the main event, but also, and I'm, don't be surprised. I'm making I'm bringing up an Undertaker reference. Okay, leave me alone. Anyways, uh, there there was a part when Undertaker was was a. Uh, Big Evil as a heel, and and we were talking about her bumps and what bumps she would take. And I think this one, they're by the stage, and she was trying to throw lead off the stage at first, and then he she she ends up kicking him right in the right in the jewels, and then Taker grabs her and just chucks. Y'all her are really butt. PG. It's testicles. It's not hard to say. <laughs> no, right but the they, fucking they, nutsack. They, nutsack. But right in the fucking Paul Bears. <laughs> yeah, but 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 he still threw, bears, he, right. he still he still threw her across the stage and like what woman would actually do that? You think you know for her to do that just you know she's not she's not you know big either. She went flying like crazy. And so to, to you asked what woman would do that? I'm pretty sure he throws Michelle around the bed. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, that was my favorite part. Like just knowing that she could, like she does, does that for the company. <coughs> hit, do those type of bumps. Oh shit! Sorry, I just forgot. It was my dad's, I just forgot it was my dad's birthday today. <laughs> you got. You are you such a. Wow. You got like four hours to say something. You better fucking you do it. But right now, <clears throat> text your dad right now. We're not continuing the show until you do. <laughs> You better hear this lease on. Fucking call him. Yeah. Was dead. No, no, he's got to call it. We got to uh, hear this now. Wait, wait, don't you live in? Wait, don't you live in the same house? Yeah. Get your oh, ass yeah. up and walk to the room and tell him happy what birthday, fuck, Sean. Man, what a heel, man! You're. <laughs> heel. I'll tell him heel. after the show. No, he just reminded me. Man, this oh, is yeah, so- This is worse than Dom turning on Ray. <laughs> My dad was like, "Do you know what date is?" I was like, "Yeah, it's Thursday." He's like, "And yeah, dude, uh, go now, motherfucker, go!" Right, go, man. go now. Come I'll on. wait till after the show. It's fine. Fine. You All right, bitch. You better go out to think about Anyways, 
I will. I'm going to buy some food for us. You know what? I'm going to take it. Anyways, my favorite lead of moment, I have a couple. Um, one is actually at WrestleMania 22 during the Edge and McFoley match. Oh, yes. He took a mandible oh, claw with barbed wire that. to the mouth. Oh. Ends up on the outside of the ring, and she's just sitting there up against the barricade with blood coming out of her lips. She just goes, <laughs> "That was that's fucking badass. Because you yeah. know that fucking hurt. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, number and also in that match, she lit the fucking table on fire for Edge, which was pretty sweet. Um, also, the spear that solidified his career. Oh yeah, that without that match with Ed, with Mick Foley, he probably would have only just had that one three week title reign. Um, that fucking match. Anyways, um, also earlier this year, I got to see her and Becky Lynch win the tag titles, and for you know when I was a little kid. Lita retired in 2006. I never thought I'd get to see her perform. Got to see her perform. Got to see Trish return. Trish and Lita in the same building. And got to see Lita win a championship. That was really fucking cool to me. And then I got to meet her at, um, oh my God, the Squared Circle Expo in Indianapolis. And she had her fucking tag belt with her. And I got to get a picture with her with the tag belt. It was fucking awesome. She was such a sweet woman. I love her. I love her. Anyways. (laughs) Favorite Lita match of all time, Shadow. Ooh, mine's the the main event. I mean, it's a pretty basic answer, but it is. I just it's making history. It's a big moment, so it's my biggest memory and my favorite moment of hers, I guess, or match of hers. Fair enough, <coughs> Sean. Yeah, okay, I'm about to do the uh, the main event. All right, Sammy. <coughs> Sorry to keep you messing with my roommate's playing computer game and yelling in the background. Um, my, I was gonna say the main event too, but also like, all the times besides her and Trish, her and Mickey James, I don't know how many matches they've had together and pay per views that they've gone back and forth. So her and Mickey James, they were actually really good together too. To they had that. Also. They had that series of matches where there was like a weird stipulation attached to each one. Mm-hmm. Like there was the blindfolded match. There was the hand tied behind the back match. Um, it was weird, and they also they were all really entertaining too. And then their final match against each other, Lita's retirement match, was really fucking good too. Uh, Cam, um, I'm gonna say. Well, first of all, I actually, I also had another. Uh, favorite moment of mine from from Lita that I forgot about so just recently, but um it was uh, WrestleMania 17 and TLC, and she came out she absolutely annihilated Spike Dudley with a chair shot and then ate a <laughs> 3D from the Dudley Boys so that was a cool moment as well. Um, favorite match um, I probably would have to say it was probably Trish's original retirement match at Vengeance in like 2006. I thought that was a pretty good match. And what a way to close out a storied rivalry between her and Trish Stratus. Mm-hmm. Jax? Her versus Dean Malinka for the light heavyweight title. <laughs> Forgot about that match. I, I don't, that's not, I mean, I feel like it's the same. I feel like we've all said the main event, so I wanted to throw something stupid out there. <laughs> Fair enough. But you're going to say the main event then? Yeah, the main event. <laughs> uh Trey? Uh, that's good. I know it's don't want to keep repeating myself, but everyone like everyone else. But main event, I mean, 
to be able to do that and uh, to 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 uh, to make history like that, especially with her, you know, even though they were rivals, but they were best friends at heart, you know, behind the scenes to do that. That's, it, it was wonderful. Wow. Yes, I'm throwing a curveball at y'all because that is not my favorite Lita match. My favorite Lita match was actually Lita versus Becky Lynch last year at Elimination Chamber. That was a good one. From an in-ring perspective, that match was fucking incredible. Um, <clears throat> I do also – I can never knock the importance of her match with Trish on Monday Night Raw. That was a very close second. Um, but from an in-ring perspective and overall entertainment value, Becky versus Lita, man. Uh, that was that was it for me. Um, are there any uh, dream matches that we didn't get to see that you would have liked to see, Shadow? Yes, actually, a couple. Uh, Soraya versus Lita. Yep. The anti-diva versus the anti-diva. Uh, love you, Sean, but Britt Baker and her, I think they, they're both paced about the same. Fuck Britt Baker. Thank you, Nate. Uh, here, here, here one. Tiffany Stratton. And uh, give me, give me Shotzi versus Lita. Fair Ooh. enough. Fair enough. All right, Simp City Wolf. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Shadow took a lot, you know. Um, but I'm gonna go. <clears throat> I'm gonna go. I have a few. I have Lita versus Thunder Rosa. I have, of course. Uh, Shadow said, Lita versus Tiffany. Lita versus... Um, ooh, Jade Cardgill would be good. Okay. And uh, Lita versus... Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Jordan Grace. A powerhouse. Okay. I had two. I had two. The one I would have... Well, it might be able to happen. I would love to see... Is Lita versus Rhea? God, I think that it, I Sam. think that would be a good match. Now you know how I feel about the thing with, with uh, Sean. Oh, you say, I mean, Lita and, and Bailey. <laughs> I know Bailey. Uh, Lita was her. Damn, sorry, because uh, Bailey. Lita was Bailey's like person she looked up to. I can't do the word right now. Uh, right. The role model. She was a role yeah. model when she was growing up. So and now Bailey's a role model. <laughs> Right. So yeah, it'd be Rhea and Bailey, I believe. Cam, what you think, man? Well, Sammy took one of mine, but I'm gonna say it anyways. Lita versus Rhea. Um, I'm gonna say Lita versus Abaddon. Uh, and then I'll say uh, Abaddon Lita... still exists. Uh, I guess I don't. I don't know. Yeah, she does. Um, and then I would say Lita versus uh, Eo Sky. Ah, motherfucker. I didn't think anyone was going to say it. <laughs> what do you want? Jax. Oh, I'm throwing a curveball for everyone. And it's the only reason because Lita's really inspired by Lucha Libre. And one of her idols was Rey Mysterio. To see an intergender match, which that's nothing out of the, out of the normal in Mexico. To see <laughs> them go intergender, I think they would have complimented each other in the ring amazingly. But if we're going active day, <coughs> I'd like to see like a Billy, like a, a Billy Starks or somebody, like some an up and coming talent. 
That's oh, good. You said the Lucha Libre. What about Thunder Rosa? I that said Thunder Rosa. Too. Yeah, shut no, up, Sean. No one asked you. It doesn't count <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> but Sean's answered everything. Who should be the next world champion, Thunder Rosa? Yeah, hey. that's fair. Hey, what that's do you think? fair. <laughs> I, got, I got one. I'm surprised no one said anything. No, we want to see her versus the Undertaker, bro. No, Lita versus AJ Lee. Ooh, AJ like Lee was a big fan of Lita, and and AJ Lee could play that. You know, she had that craziness, that mindset, kind of like how Mickey James was with 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 Trish Stratus. Um, like she could have that, like that. Oh, I was a fan of yours, and then you know, now I know who the real, you know, real real you are. Blah blah blah. Just. Listen, I just remember the that WrestleMania moment where Mickey James licked their fingers. That was <laughs> Trey. While I, while I respect what you're saying because it's a dream match of yours, AJ Lee cannot wrestle. Sorry, I know she can't wrestle, but I think it would just be a great like storyline, <clears throat> just to like like hey, I was a fan of yours because you know there's there's a video of her when AJ Lee was younger and she was like crying and shit. Like they could use that. <clears throat> so storyline wise, it'd be a good one. I had I had two. Number one was EO Sky for obvious reasons. They both do the moonsault. They're both high flyers. They they would put on a great match. Um, number two, and I saw I don't judge me, but I saw this on an episode of Total Divas. I never really sat down and watched that show. This is just one of the things that I actually remembered when it was on TV. This this woman uh, grew up idolizing Lita. She pretended she was Lita. She grew up very poor. And when she was in school, she always had, she wore baggy clothes and she was a tomboy and she got made fun of a lot. Liv Morgan. I think Lita and Liv Morgan would have a, the story writes itself there. Um, And I think they'd be, you know, no one wants to admit it, but Liv Morgan is a very good in-ring worker. She is. Just ask King Jody. He'll tell you all about it. I will die on that hill. I don't think she's she's not, you know, four horseman level. She's not even bliss level, but she's very good. She's definitely a very good in-ring worker. Um, and I think the two of them could, with enough time, could put on a great match. And I think it'd be a great story to tell, too. I think you just said it. Another one that would be good, and shout out to Mike in the chat, is Lita versus Mercedes. But you said it just a second ago. Her and Bliss would probably do a banger match, too. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. I mean, Lita's Lita's got the moonsault. Bliss is basically just a rotating moonsault, is it not? Yeah, twisted, twisted bliss, bliss is basically a rotation. Yeah. Forward, but then she, you know, yeah. I mean, they're that would be a good match, absolutely. <clears throat> and Lita I'm actually Valkyrie. How come no one has said Becky Lynch again? <laughs> just kidding. No, she already did Becky Lynch. I just that was one of the ones <laughs> that I always thought before it happened we would never get. Um, Becky Lynch, when she was steampunk Becky in NXT, was like Edge and Lita's love child. I yeah, literally, that guess, if we got that Becky versus Lita, sure, but we got the steampunk wrong kind of Becky, Becky versus, versus Lita. Lita would have been fucking banger. But I let me let me say also Prime Natalia versus Lita. There is nothing no Natalia ever, 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 nothing ever, 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 ever. She got right. to that point in her career yet. <laughs> I'm just you, when, yeah, when does mind. Natalia start getting her? Getting into her prime when she's in her fifties, like I don't know. Her uncle still hasn't stopped crying, so we'll figure it out. Dude, her uncle is a baby bitch. All right. Um, oh, sister is, sister is. Like if we could, sh- never mind. 
You probably know where I was going with that, but I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stop while I'm ahead. We need Jesus um, in the chat. <laughs> all right. Um, with that being said, are there any other like things about Lita? Anything that anyone wants to kind of throw out there before we uh, before we sign off? Hot take, but I don't think she should have went into the Hall of Fame when she did. Eight years after she retired? Nope. I don't think so. Interesting. You think she played. should have went in sooner? Mm, yes and no. I think because of when she went in, the Divas Revolution was this big hot subject. And I think she went in just based off that. And I don't think that's fair to any <laughs> bit of a tribute to what she's done. Like, yes, she trailblazed, sure. But you only really recognized her because of the topic in WWE at the time. Yeah. It's, it, was, it was more shining a light. Yes, she deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying she doesn't. <coughs> but you did it just because of the way you were going with the stories in WWE. And I don't think I, that's fair to anything she's done. I feel that. Um, can we talk about a really underrated moment, though, with Lita was Raw episode 1000? It's always Raw with Lita. Ha-ha. <laughs> um, so, Raw episode 1000, it was like after weeks and weeks of Heath Slater calling out legends for matches, Lita yeah. answered his challenge at Raw 1000, brought APA with her and all of the other legends that had shown up in recent weeks. And I thought that was really cool. She hit, her with, she hit him with a twist of fate, and then JBL hit him with a fucking clothesline from hell that was... Looked like he just he took his head clean off his shoulders. He, he just died. Um, and he, yeah, he just he literally like he fell and he like <laughs> can we talk about like how surreal it was that also with Lita had Vader and Psycho Sid in the same ring on Raw again? Oh, like, yeah, it was like let's see, there's Road Warrior, one of the Road Warriors, whichever one's still alive, they're both dead. What, <laughs> yeah, they're both dead. They're not both dead. Both. No, yeah, yeah, they are. Hawk and, Hawk and Animal are both dead. Yeah, the LED is no still alive. No, no run high now. Mm. What? Okay, Paul, I mean, Paul Ellering's still kicking. So <laughs> that was Paul Orndorff, I think. He's oh, bad. you're right. Road Warrior Animal died in 2020. Well, oh, shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Damn. What a Rest in peace, I guess. Fuck me. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> Lord of mercy. But it was okay. So it was Road Warrior Animal, obviously that came out. Um, doink the APA, Doink the Clown, Psycho Sid, Vader, the sober one. I don't know the one that's not dead. Um, oh my god! <laughs> you asked. <laughs> this is going off the rails. She's pretty fucked up. She's the one that was dead. <laughs> All right. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, super underrated moment. Heath Slater is one of the most underrated WWE superstars of all time. I firmly believe. I think that he obviously he's funny. He was a good comedy character, but I think they could have done so much more with him. But we can get he, into that another day. He has kids. <laughs> um, he, he has kids. Um, he but, does um, have kids. But no, <laughs> uh, I don't know. If I could go with. I was listening to her podcast with uh, she was with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and she brought up about how. And he mentioned, and a lot of, a lot of the female wrestlers bring up him uh, in her era, and they br- and she said, even though she learned the luchador stuff, but you know, you, when you go into WWE, 
you got to learn other stuff too, not just the luchador stuff. You got to learn the the technician and promos and stuff. Oh yeah. And she brought up one guy that helped her, and I know he should be in the Hall of Fame. Is Dave Finley? <clears throat> Fit Finley. She brought up that how Fit Finley really taught her, not just you know the luchador side, but there was more to it. Finley, and she said. Finley is Finley super underrated for as much work as he's done with the Divas. Yeah, and Finley mm-hmm. said Finley and Finley didn't sugarcoat nothing. He's like Finley whooped her ass, but that's what she wanted because, I mean, so he's not gonna be tough on you. And I mean, it's it's Finley, and so Finley um, he loves the. So Finley. that's what I, I like how she like gave Finley like the hey you know that's like 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 a father figure to her like taught her taught her nice. a lot. I think Finley is one of the most valuable assets that company has and has ever had. Other than William Regal, yeah. William, I okay. That's a career retrospective I would love to take on sometime. I'll be William. here. I'll be so there. let's I'll do be there it next. That. I will be there for that. Here we go. William Regal. William Regal, especially if Survivor Series is going to be a War Games match, we can do William Regal. Uh, War Games. Um, William we Regal. Mystic to say War Games. Sorry, I think about my head. War Games. All right. Um, William Regal, in my opinion, is the most underutilized and underappreciated professional wrestler of all time. I will <laughs> die on that hill. Anyways, <laughs> wrapping up the show with Lita here. Any final comments from anyone? No, I'm good. All right. Shadow, where can we find you, man? Um, you can find me here on River City Radio and off the top on Saturday nights with Rinkside Chatter. Then you can find me and the gorgeous beard below me on Monday nights. For Sorry for the interruption. We were not sorry for interrupting your day. No. On that, you can also find me on TikTok, that guy shadow.91, and that guy shadow.91.3. All right. Sim City. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you can find me over on Rivet City Radio Sunday nights. What? The bearded, handsome man over there, Cam G, uh, for the table spot at 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. And on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Rivet City Radio for Indie Wrestling Gazette with the Will Gray, where we talk all things indie wrestling and sometimes we have interviews. So come check it out. We did uh, Miles Blackwell not too long ago. It was a great interview. <coughs> and you can find me on TikTok. Still, for now, the Alpha will Sean B. And click the link, and it'll take you to everything else. Sammy? I'm sorry. Um, you can find me on on here sometimes being a guest and lovely people. Uh, TikTok, SammyXO43 and SammyXO29. And Instagram, SammyXO43. That is good. All right. Cam? Uh, my TikTok pages are in the chat, as you can see. Uh, you can find me on Reddit City Radio every single Wednesday night. <laughs> you can find me on Off the Top Media every single Friday night with Friday Night Review. And on Sunday nights on River City Radio with the table spot. I'm on Twitter now at Cam and Cheese 317 And if that does not sizzle your bacon, you can find me on Instagram at 317 Bacon, Eggs, and Cam. Jax? <laughs> well, like Shadow says, you can find me here on Mondays for, sorry for the interruption, I, I don't give a shit if we hurt your feelings or not. 
Um, <laughs> Tuesdays for NXT on Taps. Wednesdays on the Wrestle Talk Wolfpack for Wrestle Talk Wolfpack. Anything else you want to know? Follow me on Twitter at Jacksbo2020. Mr. Trey. Can find me on TikTok uh, with uh, with Treyway. Um, hopefully, I'm not breaking chairs or falling on my butts, but you'll see me uh, on Sunday uh, cheering for my bucks against the Lions, where we whip them Lions' butts. Or cramping up dancing. Oh, I've never <laughs> that that one time. One time too many, but breaking chairs. <laughs> All right, let's go Tampa. Let's go Tampa Bay. Uh, absolutely not. As for me, thank you. You can find me here every two weeks on Thursdays, Career Retrospective off the top media with Rivet City Radio. Uh, you can find me on TikTok at Nate McNamara WB. My Instagram and my Facebook are currently disabled, so don't try to fucking reach me there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, with that being said, join us two weeks from now. We will be taking on Sir William Regal with the Career Retrospective and... What do we got going on this week with Rivet City and Off the Top, Shadow? Well, tomorrow night, you can catch Friday Night Review with Cam, Scowls, and I believe Jamie Rose. Saturday night, you can find Ringside Chatter with me, Scowls, and McDuster. Sunday morning, you can catch Rivet City Red Zone with Metacore Mike. I forget his guest, his host with him, John. and I apologize. John. Thank you. Uh, Sunday night, you can catch Will Gray and the crew with Bosch Boss and Chair Shots. <laughs> Followed by the table spot with the simp himself and metalcore Mike and Cam G and the, and John. See, I remember that time. <laughs> and then Mondays, you could just yeah. catch us causing shit at 11 PM. Damn. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Have a great night. Eddie.